Good morning, Lydia House. So I am going to teach you how to do this, and I'm going to take this guy with a good-looking tie here, and I'm going to come up to him, and I'm going to say, I'm going to grab it up here. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Then we both say, hallelujah. Okay, one more time. Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. Okay, do it with somebody. Tim, Ruth, you can do it. Christ is risen. You have to go like this. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This oh, wonderful greeting from the early church. The best news that ever happened, right? The most wonderful news that ever happened. So we get to celebrate years later that it really happened. People could hardly believe it was happening. Even Peter had a tough time believing. But it was real, and it's even real today, 2,000 years later. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Coming. We welcome you here. We welcome you here, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for rising from the dead for us. Yes. We welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We ask you to move in our midst just as you moved on that first Easter day. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Zoom for those who are here. And Paul, continue. I just thought I was supposed to make an announcement. Sorry about that. It's okay. I, so, I can do it. <coughs> offering, em uh, offering envelopes right there. You can see it. This wouldn't. So if you want to share, that would be the place to do it. <laughs> it's the, the mic needs to be behind where the speakers are. That's the issue. Hey, CJ. I, I forgive you completely for this all This is hard this. for me to be this far back. I just I want you to know that. So we're glad to have you here, and we're just going to make some announcements about things here. Sign-up sheet. Where do we find the sign-up sheet? I should know that by now. Um, it'll be around. It'll, it'll be, be around, around. If, you're, if you're new. And I, uh, Jeremy, your father's been here before, but introduce your dad. Mr. Frisco. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, okay. <laughs> and happy to have Phyllis and Ron Goodman. I see Phyllis every Tuesday morning because North Heights has a bread ministry, and so we arrive about the same time and get our bread. And uh, Ron used to live in San Pedro, and he played the violin for us. At our, uh, at our church, so one of these days, look out, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's going to happen. Activity box for any of you kids, Paul, if you get, you need something to do with your hand, so. Where is that? We're looking for volunteers to help with techie stuff. I volunteered, and I, they said no thanks, but... Uh, uh, if, if any of you are able to help with that and know how to do this stuff. What is 
And my wife here, is, what, did, what did you want to say, honey? I wanted to say not only Fukatsai Omedito, we say in, in Japan, and we also uh, want to uh, say thank you to Steve and Betty for this wonderful uh, plant for our church service this morning. And then they also gave it to my mother because... <laughs> we'll do an acapulco. Okay. But can we, it's her birthday today. Margaret's birthday. 96. 96. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear And I told her, we, we really want you around for a couple more years. And she said, how about five? Yeah. <laughs> so she's shooting for 101. So I like that outlook. The last service will be here on April 18th. 18th. The first service at the barn will be on April 25th, the next week. April 25th, yes, the next week. So we've got the uh, address somewhere. We can maybe throw it up on screen. But why don't you take out a phone or something to write this down? It's five six six Main Street, Lionel Lakes. <laughs> That's it. It's 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 easy to remember. But write it down because you'll forget it on April twenty fifth when you're on your way to church. Going, wait, where am I going? It's five six six Main Street. In Lionel Lakes. It's about 15 minutes up the road. Will the address be on like Facebook and we're we're gonna post it everywhere. It'll be it'll be on uh, emails. You'll get emails about it. We'll mention it again next week. We're dropping flyers from the Oh, there yep, it is. Just in general, we'll drop flyers. There's the Red Barn, our new home. We've been very thankful for this home for 10 years. Thank you guys for letting us. Crash your place and, and mess up your house for 10 whole years. <laughs> Paul and Karen are moving, as you know, and uh, so we are getting out of their way so they can clean and, and get stuff done that they need to do. And that's going to be our new home. Uh, that's, it's a red barn. They call it that because it is a red barn. And, uh, they moved all the hay out, and there's only two cows left. So we should be good. <laughs> no, no, no well cows. Timed. No cows, but a lot of sheep. That's, that's a Bible joke. We're all sheep. Get it? Sheep. <laughs> that was a sheep joke. So, thank, thank you, Paul, um, for that. That was a good sheep. So, yes, we'll be there April 25th, and you're going to love it. And, yeah, we'll say a little bit more about that later. Um, we are going to hire a cleaning crew to clean the barn before we get there. We are also going to hire people to clean this place when we have moved out because we want to leave it in as good a shape as we can for the Andersons who have been so gracious to leave us here, to let us be here for so long. The least we can do is get rid of the dust bunnies and the <laughs> scratches that children and I have made. Um, like the several on the ceiling from scraping my guitar every other week when I take it off. Oh. 
So that's, that's what we're going to be doing, FYI. Um, the reason we're not having a cleaning party is because a lot of our working types are injured these days. People have bad backs, bad feet, bad wrists, bad stuff. And so we decided rather than having a let's all get together and clean, everybody would probably prefer it if we had a let's give some money and pay someone who's good at cleaning to clean. So that's what we're going to do for you guys. And for the barn as well. So more info on that later. Why don't we pray? Paul, you want to lead us in some yeah. prayers as we prepare our heart for worship on this glorious Easter morning. We pray for healing here. And so I want you to raise your hand if you are looking to the Lord. If there's a healing need in your body or in your motions, raise your hand. And if you've got somebody next to you that has a hand up, just put your hand on them. Look around if you see people with hands up. You know, we, we pray a lot for healing. John Wimber prayed for healing for eight months, and he was explaining to a guy why it didn't always happen because that's what he felt he had to do because it didn't happen very often, and that guy got healed. <laughs> then he started seeing all kinds of healings, and that's what we're believing for. We're not going to not pray because we don't always see healing. We don't usually see healing. We're going to keep praying until it becomes like it did for John. It happened often. Amen. So we're believing, because the word says that. So, Father, we're trusting in you. We're coming in the name of Jesus. And you tell us, you sent out your disciples. You said to them, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And so we're going to keep doing this and believing. Maybe today, maybe this moment as we are praying, you're going to choose to Extend your hand as we extend ours and bring healing. We know that you died not only for our sins, but also for our sicknesses. And so we believe that by the power of the cross, we can see people healed. And that is our confidence as we pray today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. We're going to start out with a song that we haven't actually done in a little while. What? This is one of Kaylee's songs that she wrote when she was six. You love us. 
It's exciting in a good way. Um, we are going to have a recitation of the Easter scripture now, also from Kaylee. afraid for I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified he he's not here he has risen just as he said come and see the place where he lay then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen and is going ahead of you into Galilee there 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 you will see him now I have told you so the woman hurried off from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples suddenly Jesus met them greetings he said they clasped his feet and worshiped him Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Amen. Good job, sweetie. It's a long memory verse. All right, let's continue to worship the Lord. Feel free to stand, sit, dance. Father God, we thank you that you gave your only son for us. Jesus, we thank you that you made a way for us where there was no way. We thank you that you were willing to suffer, you were willing to die, that you were willing to go to hell for us. Only you could have done that, Jesus. And you didn't have to do it, but you chose to, and we thank you. Pray that we can never forget the sacrifice of the cross. So we thank you, Jesus, and we praise you for everything that you've done. Yes. <coughs> do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark will stop the light from getting through? We do. 
Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? It is. Is a new creation coming? It is. And is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah. Who conquered the grave? He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those He loves? He does. And does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, he has made us a kingdom of priests to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Is he worthy? He is. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
of God for taking away the sin of the world. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. Amen. He lives. Amen. I was dead in the grave. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my name. He rolled the stone away. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives. Amen. Amen. Let my son join the one that never ends because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. Every fear is gone. I know he holds my life, my future in his hands. Oh, He lives. Amen. We thank you that you live. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now I'm going to take you back a couple days to Friday. Curse upon. 
One final breath he gave As heaven looked away The Son of God was laid in darkness A battle in the grave The war on death was waged the power of hell forever broken. The ground began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love could not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? A resurrecting has rendered you defeated. The Lamb has overcome. We sing hallelujah. 
forget that I am in your midst closer than you can even imagine in front of you behind you next to you in your heart have this mind among yourselves so that you shine for me that's what I feel the Lord is saying today died. Thank you that you rose again. All for us. 
It was all about us. Thank you for never giving up on us who don't deserve it. But we receive it and we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no shadow, you won
person you won't climb up coming after me. To a wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. To a shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. So no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. So no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. So no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. So no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Holy, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. anything that you've been holding on to in your heart that you didn't want to give to the Lord, now's the time to just give that up. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's some kind of disappointment. Maybe it's something someone did to you. Maybe it's something God didn't do that you wanted him to. I think there's a grace here this morning for you to hand those things over to the Lord and leave them there. Anybody else have a word from the Lord that they feel is for the group?
Gideon. He was just whispering something to me, and I asked him if he wanted to say it. Okay. Gideon, I, you can come and use my mic if you want. Happy Easter and have a good Easter and not a bad Easter. And uh, yeah, that's all I want to say. All right, thank you. Thank you, Gideon. Uh, we believe kids get to do the stuff in this church. Amen. Thank you, Kaylee, for bringing the average age of the worship team down enough that I feel younger. I appreciate that. Yes. Paul, take it away. Adriana, thank you for joining us this morning. Yay! It's a good thing we're getting a bigger building. Yeah. The, the, there's a lot more space in the barn, so if anybody else wants to join the worship team, let me know. I told Nate that I wanted to uh, do one uh, song that we sang every Easter, and you'll know what it is as soon as you hear it. And you don't need words because every the end of the line is Alleluia. So all you have to do is sing the <laughs> Alleluia. And uh, if you know the words, you can sing it with it. You probably know the first verse. We'll just do the first and the last verse. Stand up, please. Can I have a little more volume? Okay. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Our triumphant holy day. Hallelujah. Who did once? Who did once upon the cross? Hallelujah! Suffered to redeem our lot. Hallelujah! Sing we to our God above. Hallelujah! Praise eternal as His love. Hallelujah! Praise Him, all ye heavenly hosts. Hallelujah! Sing with me, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Before you sit down, before you sit down, grab somebody right up here and say the words, Christ is risen, and get, see what they respond with. Christ is risen. Indeed he has.
want them. Karen doesn't want them. We got them from Tanzania. They're very expensive. This is the kind of sound I like to hear. This is good sound. Wow. I want you all to turn around and wave at the wave in the corner over there where there's somebody very special in the corner. Wave at her. Wave at them. Esther. Is that Gabriel over there? Gabriel, do I see, is Leah here? Where's Leah? Oh, she's hiding. Okay, there she is. Okay, welcome back. And the rest of you, welcome back as well. Okay, miracle time. You may not believe this, but I'm going to give you a five-minute message. Go ahead. If you don't believe me, time it. Before, I, before you start, I just want to read one verse. And the reason why I'm only going to give a five-minute message is because I, I want to hear more of this noise. I want you to respond to what Nate has already asked you about difficulties in your life, problems, setbacks, failures, because I'm going to read about a failure. And then uh, we're all there sometime or another. So don't start the clock yet because I haven't read the scripture. So, uh, and I can see Joe. Is there anybody on the other side of you, Joe? Levi's here. Well, I know Levi's. He's up closer. Yeah. Okay. Good to see you, Levi. All right. Just one scripture from Mark. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. That's what the angel said. Go tell his disciples and Peter. So, Andrew's first response to this new preacher in town was to first go get his brother. That was the last time he was first. Never again in the Gospels will you see him first. Peter is first. Peter is one of the three. Peter, James, and John. They were with Jesus in special times. They were with him on the transfiguration. Andrew came in second. Andrew still became a powerful apostle in Asia, did wonderful works for the Lord. He was okay, it appears, to be number two behind Peter. Peter kind of knew because the first time he met this Messiah person, what did Jesus say to him, you are Simon, your name shall be Peter. That felt good, because Peter knew what Petros was. And so he felt good about that. And the second time was a year or two later, when Jesus said something about foundations and Peter being a part of it. He didn't understand what it meant. But he knew there was something special. He knew because he was on the special times. Even in the garden, Jesus took three disciples, Peter, James, and John. Andrew wasn't there. 
and they got closer to Jesus. So he knew that he was special to Jesus. He knew he had a future. Until, say until. Until. Something happened that he couldn't have imagined. Even if Jesus had said it, Jesus told him that he would deny him. And Peter's thinking, not me. That ain't going to happen to me. It may happen to somebody else. It'll certainly happen to Judas. It may happen to John, but not, not to me. Of course, he vowed he would never do such a thing. What a cowardly thing to do. First, Christ is arrested. Shock. Peter tried to pull his sword, and that didn't work. Jesus said, put it away. And they left. They ran, ran for cover, hiding behind locked doors. And then he was brought to trial. He was convicted by this crowd, fickle crowd that was shouting, Behold, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord on Sunday. And something happened by Friday. Some of them at least turned on him, and they were yelling, crucify him. And this miserable wretch, Pilate, knowing he was innocent, turned him over to be crucified. And Peter's life was over. Add to that the fact that when he was warming himself by a fire, some people said, "Uh, you sound like a Galilean. You're one of them. A servant girl. It was no big deal. No big deal. But Peter felt so strongly about it that he swore. He said, I do not know the man. And at that point, he caught the eyes of Jesus on trial. He saw him. And that was it for Peter. He was done. He lost his future. He lost his chance. He was totally out of the game. He went out and wept bitterly. What a coward, huh? What a betrayer. It would never happen to me. He would never do such a thing. He even swore to his own defense. Now, nothing would change this nightmare. Nothing would turn this thing around. Nothing could. But Jesus had said he would rise. What day was it? On the. And this was the third day. And some of the women, they came back and they said he was alive. And we went to see it. And well, there wasn't anybody there. And something began to crack and on the way back Jesus met him. And I wonder if Peter expected a blow. If he expected a rebuke. I would think he did. He didn't get a rebuke. What did he get? A reinstatement. It's incredible how kind and gracious God is with that loser and with this loser. Don't you sometimes feel like a loser? 
Don't you sometimes feel like, how could I do that? How could I have said that? How, how did that come out of my mouth? Why did I hurt that person intentionally? What it, I'm, I'm ashamed. And we hide and we think, what, what am I going to get from Jesus? And we see from this passage that Jesus turns losers into winners. That Jesus is full of grace upon grace upon grace. Jesus knows that you care about him. When I look out at you, I, I know that Jesus cares about you. And you know that. He cares for you. And he shows it particularly when you're not in the groove, when you're not doing the stuff, when you've messed up, when you feel, uh-oh, this is really bad. And then you see just how gracious God is. How compassionate can you get? Peter thought his future was up, and they had a future. You know the rest of the story. No one on the planet other than Paul became the kind of apostle that Peter did. When his shadow fell on people, it healed them. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. Peter did them. Because something of the grace of God broke into his broken heart, and he believed it. And I'll tell you, I want you to believe it. I want you to believe it for yourself, for people that you know, for kids, for family members, for relatives, for people that you would say, not him, not her. So your turn. How did I do? Did, I know somebody must have timed it. Somebody had to have timed it. Oh, come on. Okay. Great job. Close. You're forgiven. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So you respond first to this message, but then we'll get, go beyond that. But I want you to respond. And Paul, you get the mics out there. Kathy's, go for it, Kathy. This question often about Peter and, you know, how could he abandon, you know, Jesus? He lived with him. He's, he knew him, you know? Yeah. And I just think in that time he abandoned Jesus. He was just completely confused because he thought Jesus was going to do something else. You know, that complete confusion, just the disillusionment of who Jesus really was, who he thought he was supposed to be. And then, you know, then, you know, he just went into complete, how many days of just so much, I don't know, those three days of him waiting and it just didn't know what the heck was up. You know, that, that confusion you could just have, like, gosh, Lord, I thought this was going to happen and this didn't and now you're dead. And, you know, I mean, I just feel for his heart, you know, and then, and then when he did see Jesus alive, just the revelation you know, and then his complete shame of not believe, you know, believing all the promises of Jesus. All of it just came probably flooding in at just that moment of seeing him alive. Oh my gosh, you made this sacrifice, all this sacrifice for me, for everybody. Oh my gosh, I get it now. And then that's what propelled him to completely give up his whole life. Yeah. 
I, I, I'll do anything for you. Gosh, Lord, you did so much. And I'm so sorry for that amazing. I'm so sorry for my lack of understanding, my lack of belief and all that. That, you know, he must have, in one moment, that just wrecked him. You know, so yeah. we're just like that, I think. Yeah. You know, the more and more we, we know and, and we know the sacrifice that he did for us, that we, what he's called us to do on this earth, the sacrifices he's called us to do, whatever it is, it's nothing, nothing compared to him. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So, nothing compared. Let's, let's, let's believe that from what he did and, and our willingness to embrace that, that, that we'll say, I'll do whatever. You know how Peter died? How? Tradition, good tradition. What it says. He didn't want to be crucified up because that's the way Jesus was crucified. And so he said, turn me upside down. Good tradition suggests that. So I got a sneak preview um, yesterday reading the sermon, the five-minute sermon, uh, and was blessed by that. And Naomi and I also were blessed by watching uh, The Chosen uh, last night, and we have been blessed watching The Chosen. I, I believe uh, tonight, by the way, uh, is, is the opening second season don't miss it. <laughs> it should be good. And such a blessing. It's the humanity that I was seeing uh, in that passage. And I'll have to say, uh, the chosen has also helped me uh, with that. Uh, seeing the, the different disciples that Jesus chose, the intense ones, the, all, all the different types of personalities that he used. When we think, well, how can he really use us? Is Lord, are you really, do you really see everything that's going on right now uh, on this earth, uh, in, in this, in our group, for myself? There are times, uh, I, I think probably all of us have asked that question. And we know the answer, but does the Lord, uh, punish us for doubts or for questions? No. Uh -huh. And he allows us to come back. He pours that love into our hearts to overwhelm us. I believe that is just the key for our own hearts not to reject. There's a scripture that says, um, you know, when our own hearts reject us. Condemn us. Condemn us, yep, and that would be similar to rejecting your own self. God is greater than that. God is greater than that. Yeah. And so thank you, Father. I just pray that we would do that. Uh, say yes to you, to, uh, to your love. We pray that your love would overwhelm all of us today by your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've got a mic here. Over here, Paul. And what a blessing for us that Peter failed because yeah. Yeah. Christ built his whole church on this guy, right? So 
We could never say, oh, I've lived too long without God, or I've turned too far away, or I can't be forgiven, or even I'm not worthy, because one, we're not worthy, but like this guy who did the stuff with Jesus for three years betrayed him on the night he died. So that's pretty hardcore bad. And so like, it's such a blessing to the rest of us, poor Peter, but like for the rest of us as a real example of what Christ is looking for. And that's just a willing heart to be used by him. And so whenever we feel down, we're like, okay, yeah, it's it's all about Jesus, and we can do this. Yep. Amen, amen. Well, I think what's so important about this story is Peter was surprised by his sin. You know, Peter vehemently tried to educate Jesus. I'm not as you say I am. Never will it be of me, Jesus. He tried to educate Jesus several times. Matthew 16, we see it too. Jesus had this unawareness of his sin. And what happens a lot, this is often with Christianity, is when we get closer to Jesus, Jesus isn't surprised by us. We're surprised by us. It's like when you put something under a microscope, you see bacteria that wasn't there before. It was always there, but you didn't realize it was there. When you get closer to Jesus, who is light, your sin is exposed. That's true. Jesus is never surprised by it, ever. And so Jesus is inviting us into walking in forgiveness that we're completely unfamiliar with. And that's what he did with Peter. He said, Peter, I was never surprised by this. But he does it because he wants us to become more aware of his goodness. And in Hosea, it says, we will fear the Lord and his goodness on that day. So, beloved, Jesus is raising up a church who is going to be terrified by how good he is and how kind he is and how gentle he is to such a degree that will go to the depths that these men went with and die upside down for him. That's the invitation he's walking us in. It's not just to deliver us for the sake of deliverance. It's to deliver us and heal us and mend us and cure us because he wants us to share it. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to be a light in glory to glory, strength to strength, from one degree degree of glory to the next so that we can look like him and we can share it with a world that's so hungry for it, so hungry to walk in the victory and the freedom that Jesus walked in. That's what he's doing. Amen. Amen, Paul. Amen. <laughs> Yay! That's a holy place. Yeah. Somebody in the, uh, let's get a few people back in the back. Thank you, Paul, very much. And thank you, Karen. Andy, you, you have something to share? Is this a good spot? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was, well, I'll just say this. So, Jesus goes to Peter and says that Satan has asked to sift him as wheat. Uh-huh. And so Jesus knew what was going to happen. And that's beautiful, the sovereignty of God and all of that. And yet the determination and peace that Jesus says, you know, basically, I have prayed for you. 
And when you come back, strengthen your brothers. And so Christ knows what's going to happen. He knows when we're going to fail. He knows when we're going to mess up. And he still chooses us. And more than that, he actively even steps forward to take action so that you'll be redeemed and so that you'll be in his love. And when Christ says something, his word doesn't go out and come back empty-handed. So when Jesus prays for Peter, look what happens. And that's so beautiful to me, the love, the power, the sovereignty, the mercy, the patience. When you do this thing, I know, I know, but when you come back, strengthen your brothers. Don't give up. It's unreal to me. It's unreal. But it happened, and yeah. it's just, it's wowing. So there's more, but that's... Don't you like this yeah. sermon, people? I get yes. credit for all these, te- these, all these testimonies. <laughs> that and a buck 285 will get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> we're, we, we're claiming that word for um, some of our kids, for the Williams kids. <laughs> And just to think, like, not of them, um, thank you, Andy, for that. Like, not only thinking of when they'll be restored, but to fellowship with the Lord, but that they will also be used to restore others in the kingdom of God. Let's turn that into a prayer. Uh, did, did you hear back there? That, did, were you able to hear what Ruth said? There, she's looking for the restoration of children who have strayed. Uh, Peter strayed. It wasn't that long, but he strayed terribly, and he was really reclaimed and did powerful things. So let's pray. If you have family members, if you have relatives, if you have mates, if you have situations where they're out, somebody uh, who... Who can uh, pray? Uh, Chris, you have a mic there. Will you p- pray for those? Yeah. Let, yes, uh, pray for them. Then you can give your word. Uh, yes, Father. Um, in this new year, new Paschal year, it's everything is new. Would you renew the hearts of kids who've heard about you, mm-hmm. uh, friends that have heard about you, people who started to walk with you and the enemy came in? Would you give them a new revelation of your love? Yes. Would you open up their hearts like you did to the, the chaps on the road to Emmaus um, and with their hearts burn uh, again? Burn, and Jesus, we just pray for all of those kids mm. and all of those uh, friends mm. and all of those loved yes. ones that we have. Yes. Would, would the events that are going on now, would, would the attacks that are going on, the anxieties that are going on, would they turn to you? And give them a revelation in the name, in your precious holy name, Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, Maybe a life verse for me is uh, out of the blue in James chapter 5 says, Elijah was a man who was just like us. And so Peter and Thomas and those, those guys who walked with Jesus after the resurrection on the road to Emmaus, or people just like us. Uh, we, 
we're walking along with Jesus and our, our face is downcast and said, we thought, we thought, we thought yeah. that we were going to do this. We yeah. thought he was going to be the Messiah. Kathy talked about that. We thought you were going to work in this way. And um, blessed are those who are not stumbled by the way Jesus is, is working in, in their life. And Lord, give us a new uh, appreciation that you're there. You're leading, you're before us, and you're behind us this year. Help us to walk by faith. And yes. help us, like those uh, guys on the road to Emmaus, when the, Jesus revealed himself, what, what happened? Their hearts burned within them. Yes. And so may this year and everything that's going on, um, and, and as the birth pains increase mm. in, in uh, frequency and, and uh, you know, power, may our eyes be open to the risen Christ, and may we give everything to him, our first love, yeah. and um, may our hearts burn this year yes. and, and in the future. Amen. Amen, Chris. Thank you. Who else? This is wonderful. I'm giving all these wonderful testimonies. Tim and I have a joyful resurrection song to share. Can you hear us? Are you going to sing yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go it's, for um, it. It's based on Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, therefore it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I, I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we don't live this life in our own effort. We live by his very life within us and his very faith within us through the Holy Spirit. And that's our, that's our ability. Ooh, we better hurry. Our battery is getting low. Come on, we got to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> we learned this when we were teenagers. Wow, okay. We like this. They're up north, up uh, not too far from Walker, Brainerd, not too far from there. I have been, been crucified with Christ, therefore, it is no longer I who live with Christ in I have been crucified with Christ, therefore, it is no longer I who lives with Christ in me, and the life I now live, I live by flesh, I live by faith, I live by faith, and the faith of the Son of God. It is no love me and himself for me. Therefore, if I'm happy in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation. New creation. And then in Christ, he is a new creation. And then in Christ, he is a new. And all of Passed away, as they have gone away, and so far away. And behold, every new thing that has come my way, because it 
Many men be Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, friends. You can use their example now when they have to be somewhere else. They just zoom in. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Phyllis. Yes, Phyllis. Well, ever since we started worship here, I felt like God was saying, my love for you is not passive, it's passion. And then he was impressing on me, like the passion of Christ. It's the redemption, but it's forgiveness, it's wholeness. He brings that all. His love is true passion for us. Yes, indeed. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, there's a lot in that word passion, isn't there? My. Thank you. Okay, let's have a, a couple more. I see a hand in the back. Uh, yeah. Steve. I don't know if anyone, if this was for somebody or what, but when I think about uh, Peter and his denying Christ, and I sure can relate to that and feeling so, you know, uh, like I betrayed him. But what I think is interesting is that when Christ gave him a chance to redeem him, how many times did Peter deny Christ? And then how many times did Jesus say, do you love me? Three. three. So he had three times to bring it back. And then what I think is cool is we don't, uh, our lives don't, aren't around fires all the time, but their lives were always around a fire. I mean, if they wanted to stay warm or eat, there was a fire. And where did Peter deny Christ? Uh, you know, when that servant girl, you know, he's standing there warming himself at a fire. So where did, what did Jesus do when he redeemed them? He, he had he cooked them a little d dinner on the beach and had a fire. So I think that was so thoughtful of the Lord because now the rest of his life, instead of every time he's around a fire going, Oh, yeah, this is where I chickened out and denied God, you know. Instead, now he can go, I'm a around a fire. Hey, this is where the Lord redeemed me. This is where I had a chance cool. to make it right. I just think it's so nice. And then, and for Tim and Ruth, I love that singing. And I remember one time, I, uh, the, the Lord just told me, I, uh, like, don't worry about your singing if you're not a good singer. He said, because I, I, I had a blast when I was 17 at a Led, Led Zeppelin concert. And he just, <laughs> he used that as an example and said, even when some little kid is screeching or your horrible voice is trying to sing to me, I hear that like a Led Zeppelin concert to, to you. Not, not that he's a Led Zeppelin fan. But <laughs> that I love that. And he, so he doesn't hear the little voice. He hears this beautiful concert. I think, and Ruth and Tim, I think that he heard a great concert from you, and we all did. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got Nate here. Yeah. I, I really like that, Steve. I never thought about that with the fire before. That every time Peter was around a fire, then he can remember how God forgave him and restored him. That's really awesome. Thank you, Steve. Good sermon. So this this is what the Bible's talking about in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, when it says, hey, whenever you gather, everybody have a song, 
like Tim and Ruth and Kaylee wrote a song, have a scripture, have a testimony to share, have, have something to bring to build up the body of Christ and bless each other. And so that's what we try to do. Amen. Amen. So good job, church. Way to preach, way to share, way to be the body of Christ. I want to share one thing, my sort of, um, this is a testimony, a recent one that affects all of us. Um, by the way, worship team, you can come up. We're going to do a song after this. Um, so you guys know that the Andersons are moving, that we know that now. But I found out about it, you know, a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago. It's happened really fast, right? But so I found out, Paul's like, you know, we're thinking about leaving maybe soon. Okay. So that sort of put the, put it all in a different perspective, right? Moving at some point. I had been praying about that. Okay, Lord, we're moving at some point. So we need a new place. And then Paul's like, we're going to probably be, we hope to move soon. And then I was like, okay. As you know, I'm a planner by personality, okay? And so as a planner, to hear, hey, your church is moving. You have nowhere to go. That's awesome as a planner. And so I prayed harder. <laughs> and I'm like, God, uh, I realize you know that they're moving, and we can't meet here after they move because that would be really awkward uh, for the new owners if we just all showed up on Sunday. And so... You know, we need a place. I know you know that, but, like, I'm reminding you, we need a place. And I would really love to know what that is. And he didn't tell me. And, but he did. After a couple of days, he gave me this, like, overwhelming sense of peace, right? Like, hey, I got this one, Nate. You don't have to micromanage this. You don't have to know the plan. Just, I got this one. And I'm like, I hate that answer. Okay. <laughs> All right, God, I'll choose to have faith. It took me a little bit. Because, again, planner, right? So I'm like, all right, God, I give it up. You know, you've got the plan. Well, that week, Paul gives me a call and tells me this story. And some of you know part of the story, at least. A friend of ours, Steve Gostad, he and his wife, Rye, um, Steve went to, I know Steve from MI, and Paul and Karen know him really well from MI days and ministry afterwards. And out of the blue, not knowing that we would be moving soon and need a new place, not knowing that Paul and Karen are looking for a house up in the like Circle Pines, Lionel Lakes area, he called Paul and he said, hey, I have stewardship of this property. And it's been used as a church. It's an old barn, but it's been used as a church for a really long time. It's actually pretty nice. There's no church using it right now. It's like empty, and I want to see God use it. So if you have need of a building, you can have it. Again, he did not know. Steve did not know what was going on. And so Paul calls me, and he's like, oh, yeah, this sort of cool thing happened. And he leaves it on a voicemail. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, sort of cool thing. The minute we need a new building, God says, here you go. And not only that. Okay, that's amazing in and of itself, right? But this is a barn. You're like, so what? Okay, the name, if you've ever written a check, like a, a tithe check here, Harvest Communities is the name of the ministry. And so we have the Harvest Project we had for a while, a, a school. We have Harvest Water Africa. That's our outreach to Uganda and Tanzania. Um, so... Harvest is a big part of the name. And when they named Lydia House, Harvest didn't make it into there. But like Harvest is a big part of who we are, to bring mm -hmm. in the harvest yeah. to the Lord, right? Yes. Well, where do you bring the harvest? If you're a farmer, where do you bring the harvest? <laughs> you bring it to the barn in the silo. That's where the harvest goes. That's where it lives. So like what better place? I'm a little bit excited. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where? What? God gives us a barn. Like, what better place? Where does the harvest go? It goes in the barn. It's amazing. And I love the metaphor because it's like, you go into the barn, the farmers, the workers, us, all of us, we go into the barn and we grab the food and we bring it out to the sheep. 
Yeah. And that's what church is supposed to be, right? Yes. We come together, we encourage each other, we receive something from the Lord, and then we bring it out. We bring it out to the people. We bless them, and we um, bless other people. That, that uh, uh, This is awesome. Yes. I am super, super <laughs> excited. Paul is super excited. We're all super excited. I know this is happening really fast, right? Only two more weeks after this week are we meeting here, and then we're there. So this is, this is quick, um, which I know. I realize quick is difficult, but... I think this, God's just ripping off the band-aid to get it over with, I think, so that we can be in the new place or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's happening faster than, than maybe I would like or whatever, but we're on God's timing. Amen. So we're just following him. But this is really great. It's gonna, this is an upgrade. The, the new building is an upgrade. Now, this has been a wonderful space. We thank you so much. Ten years worth of thank yous, guys. And, yes, and we'll be thanking them again over the next two weeks as we say goodbye to this wonderful place. Uh, but just as one example, there's two bathrooms in the back of the sanctuary. And there's two more downstairs. Four bathrooms. Whoa! That in and of itself is an upgrade worth the move, right? Um, so it's going to be really great. It's right in a neighborhood. Like there's a big neighborhood right there across the street. Um, God could have given us an office building somewhere or like an old restaurant or something. But he gave us a barn and it's right in a neighborhood. It's just, it's so God, Okay. Uh, for those of you who were here at the beginning of the year, you remember God gave me a prophetic word first week of January for this church. And that word started with, this is the year of the Lord's favor. That's right. You remember that word? Yes. There was other stuff after that, which we'll get to in the next couple of weeks, because that's being fulfilled as well. But the beginning of the word was, this is the year of the Lord's favor. That was the first week of January. A couple days later, there was a thing at the Capitol. And there's been stuff ever since. So the whole word of, this is the year of the Lord's favor, I didn't see that word being fulfilled very much, looking around. And now, here we are, <coughs> excuse me, we have to move faster than we ever would have thought, and God's already provided us a place, and it's an awesome place, and it's a barn, and it's a dollar a month to start out with. He's giving us a very good deal to start. And so, I mean, it's amazing. God yes, is amazing. Is. That's the favor of God. That's what the favor of God looks like, getting stuff you don't deserve, things you did not earn. Things you have no right having. God is doing that for us. So that word is being fulfilled. I'm really excited. And it's sad to say goodbye. But it's also exciting knowing that we're following God in what he's doing. Right. This is so obviously God, it's crazy. Right? So we're going we're gonna to do one more song to uh, bless you guys at the end of this Easter service. And Nate, do you have yeah, a map Karen. up here just a second Oh, ago? sorry. Yes, yes. That was and the map. Was you saw a picture oh, of the red barn. Map. That's a map to it. Um, again, write down the address if you, uh, if you need it, 566 Main Street, Lionel Lakes. And that show, the map showed it. There it is, just up the, just up the road. Right off 35. Yep. Or if you want to go Lexington, you can do that. Is it 556 five or 566? 566. Five, six, six. <laughs> five, five, six, it would be the same place. It's a big red barn. <laughs> it's right off Main Street. You see it right from the road. Okay. Uh, we'll put up a sign also. And we'll mention it the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so there it is. Very right, exciting. Two more weeks here left. at the ranch yeah. uh, to say thank you for everything God has done. Really bad, And why don't we pray and then we'll start. Father God, we just thank you for everything that you do for us. We thank you for giving us Jesus. We thank you that he rose from the dead, that he gave us the Holy Spirit we thank you that you've given us salvation. We thank you that you're still giving now. We thank you that you've given us a new place to meet. And you thank, we thank you that you've given us family 
and friends and people in our lives. We thank you that you've given us a church family who we can encourage one another and bless one another and be a part of one another's lives. We thank you for all these things. We don't deserve them, but we do receive them <laughs> with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to do one more song. This is the benediction for this week.
generations in your family, your children, and their children, and their children. Raise presents, go before you, and behind you, and beside you, all around you, and within you. He is with you, He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming, and your going. You're weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. 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 blessings and everything that you've given us. We receive that restoration that Peter received. For all the times we've failed, all the times we've betrayed, all the times we've looked the other way and did nothing, we receive your forgiveness and your restoration. We thank you that we are not disqualified anymore from following you, from serving you, from partnering with you, the God of the universe. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming, everybody. Happy Easter. God bless you all. And two more weeks after this, here at the ranch to say goodbye, and then we will be on to the barn. From the ranch to the barn. Sounds like a progression somehow. I don't know. 
All right, God bless. Great to see all you folks I don't see that often. Hey. Say hi.